Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically, to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. How you doing today, bro? Chilling, chilling, bro. Listen, the weekend was fantastic. I'm telling you, man, Mourinho's about to lose his job. Ah, we'll see, about man. To, we'll about see. to lose his job, man. Well, I, I really feel like that's going to depend on what happens at the end of this group stage. It's going to be a battle between Valencia and uh, Manchester United for that second spot. And ah, We'll see. We'll see. That we I, have, I have no faith. <laughs> in Mourinho after that performance from the Derby, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. We will, we will. But the injury of the week, um, undoubtedly, was Arsenal's forward Danny Welbeck, who went down with a pretty gruesome ankle injury. Right, Berg? Yes, I saw it. it was pretty gruesome. You know, they do a great job at actually deleting all the footage of that injury. I couldn't find. They do a damn good job, bro. Like, it used to be, like, remember back in the day where they would just show replay after replay after replay, and now you don't get nothing, man. I don't know why they decided not to show those horrific injuries. Mm -hmm. I guess most people don't want to see it, but I do. It's the thing, right? People don't want to see it, but they will still watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, going going back to Danny Welbeck, it was a gruesome injury because he was going up for a 50-50 ball, and... On the way down, his right ankle, his right foot became stuck under his own body Mm. and it turned almost 180 degrees backwards. And there there are a lot of possible injuries um, that could have happened here. And I think, Berg, I think we can go through each one of them and maybe we can both give our insight on it. Yeah. So injury number one is Danny Wolbeck broke his both tibia and fibula bones. That's like his shin bone down by his ankle. And that would allow for his lower leg or his foot to rotate without being stopped by the bone. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and other than that, you have two possible other injuries that I could think of. Um, injury number two, um, something happening with the ligaments, either the ligaments being torn or something happening called an avulsion, which I think you can probably go into a little bit more. But whenever there's a dislocation, it means that the ligaments aren't there to do their job. And because of that, the ankle could dislocate, and it could happen as we saw, where his leg was pretty much backwards. Yeah, his leg was pretty far back. It was, it was horrific. Yeah, and it, it was like backwards and flipped downwards too. It was... Yeah. Uh, and the third possibility that we have here is likely the worst case of them all, which involves some sort of ligaments or an avulsion being torn here, as well as bones breaking. And honestly, this is probably, from my perspective, um, the most likely scenario here, just because of the brutish nature of the injury. 
Um, it is very hard to see with the naked eye because of the socks that he was wearing and yeah. because of the fact that he was kind of covered up and assessed so quickly. Um, but the Arsenal medical report wasn't that detailed. So we're just going to have to see how long it's going to take for him to recover and kind of go off of that. Yeah, they're probably still in the process of assessing him and just to see how it is. But it, it was a pretty horrific injury. You know, um, um, I've been, you know, we're doing some research and trying to figure out what's trying to see some med- some sort of medical rep record or some not record, but report of some sort. But it seems like there's a lot of people posting blogs about how, you know, his career's ended. Like he's never going to come back. I know his injury reminded me of the Gordon Hayward injury from the Celtics last year when, um, you know, that when, he's, when you when you twist your ankle inward inward like that it's uh there's one ligament that's in the mid in 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 the in, inner side of the ankle and and that ligament is very 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 sturdy and you're not gonna break that for anything so what happened when you ended up putting stress on that ligament it, it it's so hard that it, it doesn't wanna it's not gonna be torn but what it's gonna do is it's gonna it's gonna snap the piece gonna snap your bone <laughs> it's because it doesn't want to get pulled up it's gonna snap your bone it's gonna break your bone it's gonna break your your tibia your fibula and you know like like you said in the worst possible case scenario where you get everything everything broken yeah and and breaking news actually two hours ago um arsenal released a statement saying that um not only has danny welbeck had one surgery but he's already had a second surgery on this ankle apparently the second surgery was planned um so it is likely that, and he also said that he doesn't know the details on the injury, and it's better for the team physician to relay those details. Um, so he's probably like heavily sedated, and they're <laughs> trying to get a statement out of him. Yeah, so it's it's going to be gruesome for him, and it's very unlikely. I would say it's almost a hundred percent likely that he will not feature again this season. Yeah, no, no, he's not. He's not coming back. He's not coming back until next year. Yeah, definitely. So best of luck to him, me as an Arsenal fan. I mean, he's really been a substitute so far this season, but he's played his role very well and he's very secure in his role. And it's something that we're going to miss going forward on the pitch. Yeah. Well, since we, we were talking about Arsenal, let's just stay on Arsenal for a second. Um, did this today, this, this Monday, Alexander Lacazette is actually played with injury as well. Um, he apparently suffered from a groin injury, and right now he's currently being assessed. They keep saying that he's at 50%, but um, I read a report today when I came back from work, and it says that he withdrew from um, the national team. So, Because, you know, this weekend is supposed to be international weekend. So he, he, he just got – they just picked him up to be in the squad because he's been trying to be in that squad for a while, because the, the it's very competitive to be in that French team. He just got picked, and then he's got a groin injury. And so what happened before was Martial, who played yesterday against in the derby, had a groin injury. So they thought, okay, well, you know, since Martial can't play, let me get Lacazette. And then, boom, Lacazette got a groin injury as well. And he, and he, he had to withdraw from, from performing his international duty. So we won't be seeing neither Martial nor Alexander Lacazette this weekend 
And that that's so sad to see because, like you said, it's so competitive to get into that French squad with so much talent, so much young talent, and so much experience talent that's been contributing to this team for a very long time. Because um, it's been on form too. Yeah, especially with him not going to the World Cup, and he hasn't had his chance to shine for his national team in a long time, and it's just very sad to see. It it, it hurts. Crazy. But you know they got they got plenty of talent, they got plenty of young talent on that bench. So they, they, they'll figure it out. That's true. That's very true. So let's go on over to uh, Manchester United. A few injuries there. Uh, both Paul Pogba and uh, Martial. Right. You kind of went over Martial yeah. saying how his injury has impacted that squad and how he's been playing well. Paul Pogba was injured in his matchup with his old team, Juventus. Um, It was a thigh injury. Um, Jose Mourinho has been very coy on the details that he decided to give out. And we don't really know what the nature of the injury is, but it is very likely that this is a minor injury because he was questionable to play in the Manchester Derby. He was ultimately left out of the squad, but it was almost a game-time decision. Yeah, because they said... um... I read one report that says uh, the, 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 his fitness wasn't on point. My, by fitness, I think they mean that, you know, his, you know, he couldn't play 100% because, you know, the, the injury was still lingering. But I think he forced it in, in a Champions League game because they said he – I didn't watch the game because I was at work, but uh, there's a lot of report out there that's been saying that Paul Pogba did play a crucial part in that game. And he kind of forced himself a little bit, and that's why he ended up with that injury. So mm. it's it's like you said, it's probably like something minor, and you know, he, maybe it's one of those things where oh, a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, let's maybe, hear it. Let's hear it. Maybe maybe you wanted to play for France and didn't want to play in the Derby. Uh, nah, nah, I don't think he's like that. Listen, man, you got to consider every possibility, <laughs> nah, nah, especially nah. now that you know France is booming. You know, the, the, the French national team is booming. Oh, you never know. Mm. I mean, now nah, I'm, I'm just going to pass on that one, dog. I, I, <laughs> like, listen, I love your hot takes, but nah, I'm going to have to say nah. Yeah. That, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. But anyway, we also have injuries to um, Mendy and Lamella. Is that right? Um, yeah, Mendy. Oh, interesting take on Mendy there. Like Mendy... Mendy ended up he you know he's not gonna play he's not gonna play you're not gonna see him this weekend for France either because he's got a left knee sprain and some sort of meniscal lesion and guess what is the same knee that he had the ACL oh no which explained why his performance was not up to par um yesterday when when I was watching Derby Mm -hmm. he wasn't sharp and it's funny because meniscal injuries are one of those ones that you can kind of sort of play through yeah you can Um, it's just very uncomfortable in fact Sergio Aguero apparently when he I was watching the Manchester City documentary the other day and he played five years on a damaged meniscus until he had it repaired so I mean it's 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 completely possible in fact it's very probable that that actually happened yeah and currently it says no return date you know he's being assessed right now I, and Mandy, poor Mandy, man. He's, he was, you started the season really on form, like, like, like he wanted to prove something. 
because he he was out for a year on on an ACL injury. Now this yeah. again on the same knee. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm. yeah. And let, let's hop on over to Spain a little bit because Atletico Madrid, they have a problem. Well, what happened? Four of their center backs are currently injured. Really? Yes. Godin, Jimenez, Hernandez, and Savic are all out with muscular thigh injuries. <sighs> this is what happened, man. This muscular, this, 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 this tissue injury, man. He will take you. Who do they have to replace them? I mean, well, it doesn't matter who they have to replace them. But So they- the, the only person that could adjust and adapt to play at the center back position is Saul. Yeah. But, I mean, him alone, that's not enough. And their first game after the international break is Barcelona. So mm. there's going to be a few issues. And it, I wouldn't put it past Simeone to um, – to convince one of his players who may not be ultimately fit to go on and play. Because, in fact, when Diego Godin, when he had his hamstring injury this weekend, he he was starting to run off the pitch. And it was closer to the end of the match. And he pretty much went up to the manager and said, take me out. Um, But Diego Simeone said, no, go play center forward. We need you because we need to tire or, or we need to get a goal in this game. And that's what he ultimately did, and he actually scored for the for the last goal of the game. Really? But yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough situation to be in see, as a manager. I see, yeah, I can see it. I can see how you know that player wanted to be informed for the boss of the game and say, "Yo, take me out because you're gonna need me." I mean, he was limping. He was limping on the pitch. He he had no way to perform as a center back which is why the manager ultimately decided to just stick him up front as a body. You got to be kidding me, really. Yeah, he was looking, dog. That's some, like, guerrilla warfare tactic (laughs) from Simeone. Yeah, I mean, he's a raw dog, bro. He he likes to do it old school, get the job done. But, I mean, in in his own kind of flavor, it's kind of come back to bite him because him staying on the pitch for that much longer – might have put him in a situation where his injury is now worse, and now he has zero fit center backs because of it. But now, oh man, and listen, you need oil defenders for that Barca squad. Who lost this weekend? You didn't see anything about that, and yo, I listen, man. <laughs> Unbeaten. How many games um after they ran without losing? It's it's been a good bit. It's I believe since. Since Ernesto Valverde decided to rest Messi in the uh, 31st game of last season when we were about to go unbeaten for the entire season, that was mm. the last time we lost. And he did it again. He did it again. I mean, Messi was back. But to lose 4-3 at the camp now, that's just disgraceful, man. 4-3, that's a high-scoring game. Yeah, but I mean... The defense. I, I didn't get a chance to watch the match. I know that... Uh, PK hasn't been in the best of form this season. Samuel Mtiti is coming back from a, a meniscus injury. and Yeah, he's not on form. Yeah, it's – you know what? Sometimes you need a loss, and I'd rather have the loss now, and we're still yeah, in control of the season. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But we'll see. But, like, yeah, let's let's talk about Liverpool, bro. What happened? What happened? Damn. Y'all had the chance to seal up that group. And you tossed it away. Listen, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I legit thought 
this year was going to be our year in the Champions League and in the Premier League. But it seems like, you know, like like um, Klopp says, the season is not going as planned at all. Like, we, we're not performing well in the Champions League. We lost 2 nothing. like, to this team. I mean, I've, I couldn't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. And I could this, not believe it myself. You could have gone nine points with Napoli and PSG at six and five, which would give you a one-game cushion. And now the, the, your group is looking like Liverpool six, Napoli yeah. six, PSG five, and FK Servina Zvezka with four. Yeah, we might not if we might not even pick it. <laughs> we, we now we got into a situation where it's questionable that we're gonna make it past the group because PSG and Napoli they definitely want to make it, and we <laughs> I don't know I don't know how we got ourselves into this. Listen, man, I don't know either, dog. But your your last two games, of course, are against PSG and Napoli. So exactly, so. I guess that's where that's where we have to come. That's where we have to come swinging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, we'll make a good. It's gotta be. It's gonna be a good game too because that you have to. You have to win. Yeah. PSG wants to win as well. Their sole purpose right now is to actually win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So you gotta fight. You you motivated to get past to, to to exit the group against a team whose sole purpose now is to win the Champions League. And, just gonna see how this battle phase out. I'm really not impressed by PSG. I mean, oh, I they, no one is impressed by. I'm impressed by Mbappe. I'm not impressed by PSG at all. PSG yeah, needs to yeah. do a lot to impress the fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're honestly they're in the same position as Juventus, where winning the league and winning the uh, the Copa Italia or the Coupe de France is is an expectation at this point. It's no yeah. longer an, an accomplishment. And the only accomplishment left is the Champions League. And it's been a hell of a long time for both of those clubs. Oh, yeah. That's why they got... They, they, they're hoping Ronaldo can can give them some answer there. But I don't know if Ronaldo by himself is going to make a difference. But we'll see. I, have, I was watching some Ronaldo highlights, some PSG highlights. Yo, he looks like a happy man. Not only that, he looks like he looks like he's back at Manchester United. <laughs> I, I don't know if you see, like he's running, like he's yeah. running, run. He's not just a striker; like he's on the wing, is making like he's like he's he's fit and he's fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did, man. Whatever thing they're eating, man, they, they need to share it with the with the average population. No, for real, for real. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else for our listeners today? Well, you know, talk to me. What talk to me about um, the the fate of Mourinho there after the Ooh, derby? Okay. See, here's my thing. If he and, and as I'm speaking now, I'm going to pull up the uh, the Manchester United la- match list because I want to see exactly the point where I think he should have got fired. But there was a moment a few weeks ago where there were rumors that he was going to be sacked the next morning. And I heard that. I heard that. It was after a long string of, of ties and losses. I believe it was after the loss versus West Ham where he tied against Wolfhampton, um, tied against Derby in the EPL cup. And then he lost to West Ham and the match after that following, he tied against Valencia. Mm. Um, I think that if he was going to get fired, it was going to be then. 
as of right now, I mean, he lost against Manchester City, which any team in the Premier League yeah. is likely to do. Before that, he won the three previous games. And I think that it's really going to depend. I think he's going to see the end of the season as the manager of Manchester United. Um, mostly because that if they get kicked out of the Champions League or whatever, then they're not going to have enough time to bring in a new manager to yeah. really put them in a position to be in the Champions League next season. So, I mean, now that he's here, I think he's here for the long haul of this season. Um, but honestly, I wanted to keep his job because I think he's entertaining. Of course. <laughs> of course he's entertaining. The guy came in after winning against Juventus saying, hey, listen, did you hear what they were calling me out there? So I don't think the, 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 the gesture that I made after the game is, is – um, you know, it's condescending or anything like that. I think you should talk to the Juventus fan <laughs> who are calling me names. What, what do you think about that? Was he right or was he wrong? I mean, yeah, listen, man. I think Mourinho. I think Mourinho has lost touch, and I think getting a win like that was a big, 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 big weight off his shoulder, and that's why you know he's happy. He's happy. Yeah, you know, when I'm... you when you win like that at at Juventus. You know, I, I in in Italy against all the fans. You know, he's, there's a there's a rush of adrenaline there, and he felt it. See, and he felt it. But you know what? I I legit think Mourinho has lost his touch. You know, oh, he no. keeps yeah. He keeps he keeps saying. You remember that interview that he did after Man, Man United ended up losing, um, in a Champions League final against who who was it? in Sevilla? Oh, yeah, was it, it was Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. He said, and he said, listen, uh, you all think Manchester United is this big club. It is not what he said, but indirectly, that's what he basically said. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this player. We have that player. We don't have the kind of player that will take us to the final of the Champions, in Champions League. You know, we need to broom whoever player we got now. Basically, he was saying that Man United is not that big club that you thought he was back in the early 2000s. It's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a case now wherein we can say Mourinho when he was at Inter de Milan compared to the Mourinho now. Mourinho Porto, Mourinho entered the Milan is not the Mourinho that we have now. No. Mourinho no, has no. lost. He has lost. I think if young Mourinho had seen what Mourinho, how Mourinho is managing now, I think he would be somewhat disappointed. See, honestly, I feel like when his career turned is when he had to face Leo Messi on a regular basis because from that moment on, I think that's when he just became completely obsessed with parking the bus and playing defense and letting the other team attack. And it's honestly, it's ruined him for almost the past decade. You can't, it's, it's very hard to stop Messi. You can stop Ronaldo, but Messi is a different story, man. The guy, he's got crispy touch. Like he's weaving in. He can change the game entirely by himself. Mm-hmm. Only on few occasions where I've seen player like, like legit stop Messi. Yeah, physically by attempting to yeah. grab him if he doesn't jump away from you in the process. No, there are there are a couple of times when you know they locked him up, like he couldn't do even one dribble. Mm-hmm. But that only I can count on my hand how many times this happened. And Messi, mm-hmm. I've played over four hundred games. Yeah, exactly. So you see, like it's very hard to stop this guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think his philosophy is not working in today's football, and he needs to change. Like Pep Guardiola's philosophy, though, like he Pep Guardiola looks like a man that 
he 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 his tactic has evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's not it's not Just all about tiki taka tiki taka anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, you, the way you, you see. You see Sterling? Sterling is looking like a superstar, bro. He is a completely <laughs> different player. Like a completely Pep Guardiola developed players. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Mourinho Mourinho I don't think Mourinho can get the best out of his young out of his young players. No. Like look at Martial. He's he's essentially the same. He's in form right now, but he's essentially yeah. the same player yeah, when because he's playing. He's playing. He's yeah. getting minutes. You but look at Sterling, he went from literally a track star. A hundred meter sprinter to one of the best finishers in England. So, listen, it's not when when Sterling was in Liverpool, like he had the pace, but he could not finish for no, anything. Yes. Yeah. He could not finish for anything. Sterling could literally be one on one against the keeper and miss it. Sterling now is playing deep, like in the derby yesterday. He's playing deep. He's getting. He's tracking back. He's getting balls back. Sterling is dribbling past people. Sterling is finishing, throwing curlers. I mean, ugh. and he's also playing with his brain too. It's not like he's just—he's yeah. not just out there dominating in a physical fashion. He's—he's he's intellectual and he's feeding off the intelligence of David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and all those boys. He's another player who's always been like, if you're looking at people's FIFA rating, and over the years they fluctuate. Mm-hmm. David Silva has probably been 88. Since. <laughs> <laughs> since 2012 no for he, real bro he, he, the guy has not lost his touch at all no not one bit and you know he's losing his pace and he can't play 90 minutes twice a week anymore but he's adapted he's secure in his role and he knows how to contribute to the team what a player what a player david silva so when you when you bred with talent like that man you football is just so easy yeah definitely um, all right. Do you have any other news for our listeners? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I have. We're worried. All right. Well, make sure you guys know where to follow us by now. Football physios and the soccer obsessed. Please give us a five star review. That would be insanely good for this podcast. Please. Yeah. So we will see you guys next week. All right. Peace. <laughs>